Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I love bacon. It's hard to find somebody who doesn't love bacon. All bacon's good, right? Yeah, but some bacon is next level. And when I talk about next level, I'm talking about right brand bacon. We had so much up here that the guys on the show were fighting for it. Eddie posted a big case of it that he took home. Right brand is the number one thick cut, hand trimmed, real wood smoked bacon. You just have to try it to believe. So bacon lovers, do yourself a big favor. Go out and get yourself some right brand bacon today. It's time you experience bacon the right way. So finances are very important, and the importance of finances can be helpful to know at a young age, and that's where Intuit comes into play. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. That's Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Now turn it up. Yeah. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Well, as we start the show every single day, we're going to go around the room. And, you know, you could be anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that so much. Let's go first to this guy. He's been doing ads for trucks. And if you see him with a golf club, you better duck. Here he is. Producer Eddie, everybody. Guys, I got ducked. We talked about this recently. I drive a Jeep, and I guess the thing is, when you drive a Jeep, people put a duck on your door handle. Any duck or a rubber like ducky? Like a little rubber ducky. Okay. But somebody sent me and Morgan like a hundred ducks. Doesn't count. What do you mean? Yeah. They heard it, and they mailed it, right? Yeah, dude. But, the, this but one, not to, that doesn't count. There's one duck that's the size of my hand. It's huge. I'm like, where am I going to put this? So they armed you with ducks for other Jeeps, basically? I think it's for our Jeep. No, no. Because I think it's supposed to duck other people. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Morgan, please explain to Eddie what's oh, happening with okay. the duck process. What's going on yes, they gave them to you so you could give to other people. You can keep one of them, oh. but like the rest are for you to go out and duck some other Jeeps. But oh. you also did not really get ducked. Yeah. Because they the didn't see your Jeep. ducking me. No. Okay. No. Okay. You know, but the old Bronco, this came up, we were talking about it last time. They, it's a, it's a cheap ripoff of the duck in the Jeep, but they put little Bronco thing, little horses on Broncos. So you Bronco people do this to each other? I don't do crap. There's a dumb thing I've heard. <laughs> I don't do this. But I think it's a ripoff of the Jeep ducking. Yeah. But they put little Broncos, little horses on Broncos. Is there a Bronco wave? I, I don't do with any of that. I had a okay. Jeep and I couldn't take people waving at me all the time because <laughs> I kept thinking I knew them and didn't recognize. So I'd be like, who was that? And I'd waste all this time going, who did I know in the white Jeep? And then finally, they're like, no, dude, everybody in a Jeep waves. Yeah, my kids do that all the time. Do you like, know them, Dad? Out of here. No, don't know. So you have a bunch of ducks. A lot of ducks, and I guess now I got to give them away. That's creepy. To other dude. Jeeps. I always feel like people would think you're breaking in. Right. Like you're like, you're casing their Jeep. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Or if you do want to rob Jeeps, all you got to do is keep a bunch of ducks on you. And if like you're robbing my Jeep, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm ducking I'm ducking you. this thing. <laughs> Where are the ducks? They're in the green room. 
And you got to write a note with your duck so they know who no, it's from. No, 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 I'm not doing all that. Morgan, you get ducked all the time, right? Yeah, I, I wonder do. Why. <laughs> and I wonder why Eddie doesn't get ducked. Uh-huh, Probably the same reason. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. He's known for being shameless and will run up and scream at anyone that he sees famous. Here he is, Lunchbox. <laughs> Summer is the best time of year. It's all about the pools, the bikinis, everything's so exciting. But there's one problem with summer. Now when I go pick up my lunch by the college campus, it's a ghost town. There's no girls talking about sorority parties. There's no, oh, I went out last night and did this. I went to this bar. It's a ghost town. So there's no chicks on campus. You don't care at all? You sound creepy? Like at all? Because you sound creepy. Yeah, it, uh, it, the college girl thing. Yeah. No, I like going to pick up my lunch by the restaurants right over here by the college campus because it's fun to hear the college gossip and what's going on not in everybody's life. It's not the hot gossip. You said hot. You said girls sororities. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's but all they you talk, said. They talk about sorority parties. Like when you go at the beginning of the year, they're all talking about Rush and they're so excited. And, oh, it's and your you birthday. Said hot girl. You, but no, you can't back out of this. You don't care that it sounds creepy. And your I, wife doesn't say, will you please stop talking about college girls on the radio? No. I mean, she looks at other dudes. Does she go to campus? And no, she doesn't. Like part of your experience is that you go and you get your Timbit Tippet tacos, but you also <laughs> like enjoy the what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the camaraderie now. of the college life. What? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. <laughs> uh-huh. You need to go back to college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it, you know what I'm talking about like the the the, the, Camar- together. the camaraderie. Camaraderie? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Oh, camaraderie. Camaraderie, yeah. Camaraderie. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that there are no 18 and 19-year-old girls for you to look at while yeah, you're saying your weird. tacos. And, you know, I mean, I just remember the beginning of the year that everybody's so bubbly and excited. Oh, Samantha. Bubbly you're... again. Bubbly. It's, it's like not Samantha... about random college kids. Go ahead. Samantha, it's not your 19th birthday. So what do you like to do for your birthday? Okay, we'll get you that type of cake. I remember that vividly. Yeah. We were sitting there at the restaurant. All right, I'm moving on. This is just getting oh, really boy. weird. All right, next up, she hopes her acting is one day seen by the masses, and that's why she started to take improv classes. Here she is, Amy. <laughs> I'm officially a no-shoe household. We talked about this on the show recently, and I got some messages from listeners. They're like, why not? It's the best decision you could ever make. Morgan has a no-shoe household. She was raving about it. So I thought, okay, I'm implementing it. I brought it up to my kids, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Sounds like a great idea. So, Is it like a bucket to put your shoes in? So I put a basket by the door. And then I ordered these little disposable covers that people could put on if they want to, or me, if I... When someone comes to do, like, bug spraying, yes. yeah. they put those on when they come in the house. Not guests. I know, but just That'd in case weird. they want that as an option, people also recommended that I put, like, extra slippers by the door or, like, uh, slipper oh. socks that you can wash so that guests get clean. Mm. Felt like too much work. I, it felt like more work than cleaning the floor. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm very, very, very excited about this, so let's just... Speak positively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today. Yeah, it's going to last forever. Okay, by, I don't know, August 1st. Check back in. You'll be wearing two pairs of shoes. No. It's going to be like, it's going to be shoe palooza at her house. Ask me. Okay. So you want people Ask to come in and use used slippers in your house? Like, hey, what? Samantha was over here or yesterday. Just, well, Samantha, you got There's Samantha again. Sam- <laughs> she, just turned, she just turned 19. <laughs> the same girl, what kind of cake she like again? Um, so if Samantha comes the shoes over, off. they can take their shoes off. I'm just going to have options for guests. And I would say there's these slipper type things you can wash. And we wash. have to take our shoes off. Like, what if I'm wearing some dress shoes are harder to put on, and I hate putting on shoes because that's the dress shoes. You gotta loosen them, put your foot in. You gotta tighten up. Mm-hmm. You gotta- it's our culture. Like some cultures, like they're used to no shoes in the house ever, and we just you. allow it. And honestly, when I I put it up online, and some people, like in other, they're like, this must be a regional thing because nobody I know wears shoes in the house. Man, if somebody had a house with no shoes, I was like, you're too fruit fruit for me. Right. Like as a kid, I went to a no-shoe house. I was like, I don't need to be here. Like I'm too dirty. 
Right, because I think when we're from, we wear shoes. Because, I mean, I've never lived in that either. But I don't know if there's certain parts of the country where yeah, that's rich, just... Rich no. Fancy parts. No, Morgan, how did you start doing it? No, my parents always did. We didn't allow... We weren't allowed to wear shoes exactly. in the house. Exactly. Our parents are billionaires. Shout out Wichita. Fancy, fancy <laughs> Wichita. Yeah. yeah, Wichita. Hey, everybody in Wichita, super fancy. We know we've been there a bunch. All right, Ray, go ahead. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas. He's got over five tattoos on his arm. And he has quite a bit of charm. Bobby Bone. Thank yeah. you. A little traumatic experience recently with one of our dogs escaped. Eller dug under the fence, was gone. Freaks me out because we live near a busy road. Looked for her for four hours. Got so lucky that somebody grabbed her and put her in their backyard. So, but her jangles came off her collar. They had her name, the number to call. So they ripped off. That being said, we have ordered these personalized dog collars. So there are a lot of companies that do it. So I'm not going to promote a certain company. But if you just Google personalized dog collar for like 30 bucks, you can get a dog collar and all that information is like engraved into it or like in the thread of the collar. So if something like this happens, you won't be idiots like us and be like, even her air tag came off. Like all that stuff came off, which was so annoying. So if you have dogs and they escape often or you're like us and you freak out when they do escape, I would recommend that you get one of these. Just Google personalized dog collars. There are some for like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. I'm looking at them now, 30 bucks. Yeah, more expensive than a regular collar, but also... Man, once you lose your dog, you're like, I was already thinking she was dead. Oh, oh you always oh. think the worst. I'm like, we're yeah. to live near a busy road. She's for sure dead. Ugh. Look for forever. Google personalized dog collars. It's what we did. It was pretty quick to get in. Pretty happy with it. I've also become obsessed with buying uh, personalized golf balls. <laughs> what do you put on those? <laughs> Pictures of people. So I gave Eddie a box. They're nice golf balls. They're great golf balls. Probably, but, Your but face or his face? His face. Is a fit picture I found of him. I was like, why would he even take this picture? It's Amy, it was the dumbest picture ever. I like, look like an idiot. I gave him a, I was like, hey man, I got you some golf balls. He's like, oh, thanks man. And he looks at the ball and it's him. <laughs> Weird picture. But they now can make them pretty quickly and get, get them to you in like a week or so. Yeah. That's been my new obsession is buying it's personalized fun. golf balls. I have some with my wife on them. She was like, did you just get him so you could smash me? I was like, no. no I just want to think on. about you when I'm playing golf. <laughs> That's not a nice answer. Yes, thank you. Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I went through a divorce around six years ago and started dating a guy a year or so later. We dated for about a year before moving in together. Before living together, my boyfriend would occasionally bring up marriage and led me to believe he had every intention of our relationship eventually leading up to it. Not wanting to rush into a marriage again like I did with the first one, I was glad to hear that we were on the same page with where our relationship was headed, but was very content with waiting on the natural progression of the relationship and our lives. The problem is there has been no talk of it since really moving in together three years ago. I brought up the topic about three or four times. It never goes anywhere. I'm starting to think that I might be waiting for something that just isn't coming. And I can't help but see it as a lack of respect, which is starting to affect the undercurrent of our relationship. Do I give him an ultimatum or do I just continue to wait? Signed, wannabe wife 2.0. I wouldn't ultimatum him yet. I would give him a couple of things you'd like to see happen. One, you say, hey, here we are. We're in June now. I know that you've been avoiding this talk. I can tell I brought it up many times and that's okay. But I'd really like to have your thoughts on this by July 1st. That way, he's not on his heels. Because when we get on our heels, we react in ways we're not proud of later. When we get on our heels, we're just trying to get out of the situation. We're not trying to, we don't think and go, what can I do that's healthy that can actually end this in a way where we both win? That doesn't happen. We get put on our heels, we're like, oh my God, how do I get out of this? 
So that's what you do. You say, hey, look, we're not talking about it right now, but I would like to have this conversation by July 1st. And if it's not a conversation that you're comfortable having, then we can have a conversation about that. But I'm going to give you some time because what that it will put a little pressure on him. But he also sometimes we need to be forced to think about things. He might not want to get married. He might know he wants to get married, but he doesn't want to do it right now. And sometimes there's never a point where a gal just go, yeah, let's do it. I mean, look at Eddie. Hey, six years. He got ultimatumed. I did. We dated for six years and my wife goes, hey, are you, we going to get married? And I said, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. She said, well, either you get married right now, we get married, or I'm out. And it's not that you didn't want to marry her. I just hadn't thought about it. Like you just said, dude, we don't think that way. Sometimes it's just like, hey, this is going so well right now. Yeah. I love it. It's like, yeah, I'll plan to do it someday, but why would we put anything on? It's going so great. Raymundo, you got ultimatumed? Yeah, I was six years later. I got uh, told ultimatums many a times. I missed the deadlines, but I finally got that one the sixth year. <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimatum really is the only way to foot to the fire, and that really makes the guy decide. And so you're just giving him a time when you're going to put the ultimatum on him. I like it. But you give him a little time to figure out what his answer is. Instead of him reacting to what you're wanting, he can respond to it. So say that. July 1st, we're going to have this talk. Boom. Can't wait to have the talk. Love you. <laughs> so brave. That's what you did. Like your wife would say, "Hey, July first, let's talk." And you, you successfully avoided. Yeah, she said June first. We need to have a decision made, and then June first would come and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know? Well, she said a decision made. Maybe she would have said, "Hey, can we talk about it and make a decision on June first? You would have been there to make that decision. Yeah, and I was really just saving up the money. I told her it was going to happen. I said, "You got to have faith in me," and she did. <laughs> Wow, she did. <laughs> she did. You're right, she did. So that's what I say. You don't have to ultimatum him now. Just give him a time when you're going to give him an ultimatum and let him figure out what his answer is. Sometimes guys have to be pressured to make healthy decisions. That's what's up. Lunchbox? Listen, man, I'm going to tell you what. You just need to stay relaxed. Let him. He has a timetable. Don't ruin anything. You put pressure on him, it ruins the element of surprise. You got to be just heard two timetables that never had a yeah, timetable. They literally didn't have a timetable. Like, yeah. We would have never done it. They were just like, eh. I'm sorry. Listen, you got to wait for your man to be ready. Don't force him into something he doesn't want to do. She ain't forcing him, but she can't say, I'd like to have this talk on July 1st. Which didn't Lunchbox's wife sort of say like, hey, should we get married? Or how did that go? Uh, my brother was getting married. He was, uh, you know, about to go to his wedding. We were on the phone and she was, we were talking about it. And she was like, I think we should get married. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. So we got married. So, oh, wow. She proposed to him. No, right. She didn't propose. She did. No, that's pretty cool. She ultimatum proposed. No, 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 yes. no. She said, I think we should get married. And I said, are you serious? And she said, yes. And I said, she uh, got down on the knee? No. Wow. Is, wow. She bought no, you a ring? Wrong. Wow. Wrong. We were on the <laughs> and he cried. Yeah. That's right. No. Well, I remember and we that. saw it. I remember that. Oh, role reversal, but I respect that about you. Good no, job, dude. You, you absolute, didn't have to uh, be the role of the traditional male. No, you were the traditional female. Wrong. And that's okay. <laughs> but all she had to say was it like the words, and then he he's caved and was like, okay, but he's telling this her. Absolutely. Hey, wait till your man's ready. He'll Do as know. He says not as he does. No, right? that's uh, right. Uh, Are you gonna cry now? No, you cry now. Think no, about it. No. So then she went and picked out an engagement ring, and then I went for my brother's bachelor party. Got it, met her at the store, gave it to her, and then flew home. Yeah. Anyway, good job, Lunchbox. <laughs> All right, that's the advice. If you want to send us an email, you can. Morgan, what is that email address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, thank you, guys. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. I want to play this for you. He learned to play piano on Saddam Hussein's piano in Iraq when they took over the palace. Like, he served. He was in Iraq, in the Iraq war. It's crazy. So I'm going to tell you about the Warren Treaty. It's a husband and wife duo, Michael and Tanya. 
at the ACMs. You may have seen them perform this song here, Blank Page. So I sat with him for like an hour on the Bobbycast, and he talked about serving during the Iraq War. And again, that's where he learned to play piano. That's where he wrote his first song. That's where he got a different job in the military. But this is the story of him learning to play on Saddam Hussein's piano and writing his first song for a fallen soldier. On the Bobby Bones Show now. The War and Treaty. My first song I ever wrote was in the, the war about one of my battle buddies who got killed. And I wrote it. I taught myself to play the piano and to make the song. And They have a piano there? Saddam. You know, in Saddam, the palace? Yeah. This isn't a, a well-known or well-publicized fact about him because it would kind of humanize a little bit this tyrant. But he was a prolific pianist. He had pianos everywhere in Iraq. And we just happened to take over one of the palaces that had his black upright piano. Little initials was carved, and I'm just singing and, and, and learning how to play, that kind of thing. And I do the song I wrote for this particular soldier's memorial out there. And it brings so much resolution to the soldiers, you know, like the stuff I was putting in it. You know, I, I would talk about um, the things I would miss and the things I would not miss, you know, like the smell of his feet. You know, it's just little stuff like that, just trying to lighten the moment. My colonel at the time, shout out to Peter L. Jones, who watched, who, who's very familiar with your show. He wanted to know if I wrote the song. I said, yeah. And he said, well, you know what? That's what you're going to do for the remainder of your time in Iraq. You're going to go with me, learn about the, the fallen, and then you're going to write the song and perform it. Wow. And that became my job from 05 to the 07 when I would get out of the military. What was your job before that? Just infantry. I was uh, in the infantry and really... It's whatever the army needs, you know, but my sole focus was protecting logistics, that kind of thing. And uh, it's always a difficult part to tap into. You yeah, know? And I would imagine, too, with that, you talk about a, a you know, a, a curse and also something wonderful is that you're getting to do this for them. And it's a wonderful thing, but you're constantly re-exposed to the hardest part of it. Yeah. I didn't know because over 90% of the soldiers I was writing about, I knew, you know, so these are friends. And, but when you're so focused on healing and you're so focused on taking everyone else's mind off of it, you're not focusing where you're putting your mind at the moment. And it wasn't until I got out where I realized I, I had a problem. Fourth of July was always hell. This is when she first discovered there was a, a real problem with me. I, I mean, I'm trying to dive under the couches. Yeah. hiding and, and my children are crying and I'm yelling commands, get down, get down. And, you know, the stuff that people for years have made jokes out of, shell shock. But until you really go through it, you don't realize how real it, it, it truthfully is. Let's go. To hear that full interview from the Warren Treaty, it's fantastic. Go search for the Bobby cast on iHeartRadio. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. David Cornet is a homeless veteran in Las Vegas, and he lives with his dog, Skunk. And about a month ago, the dog just disappeared. Some, someone stole it, couldn't find it. Well, a local charity said, we'll help you track it down. So they found it in Southern California, had a chip on it at a shelter in Southern California. And they did, they paid for all the, tra the travel for the dog mm. to come back to Vegas. And that's not, that's not where it stops though. A lot of people in Vegas heard about this story. They said, Hey, we can help this guy out too. The bassist 
for Black Sabbath, Geezer Butler, found out that he had a truck that he was living in but wasn't working. He said, I'll buy the parts of that truck. And then a charity said, you know what? We'll get a mechanic to fix the truck. And so all these people got his truck running. He has his dog back. People have bought him food, money. And, I mean, Vegas is just coming to support this guy. That's the opposite of a country song. Guy got his dog back and his truck running. Like like he didn't lose. Yeah. <laughs> didn't dog lose didn't leave him. <laughs> truck didn't break. Yeah. Way, who steals a homeless guy's dog? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how low do you go? Like, that's full-on limbo. How that, low can you go? Isn't that crazy how the dog made it all the way to Southern California from yeah, Vegas? Yeah, you wonder what happened there. Because yeah. the dog didn't just run to Southern California. But good for everybody for stepping up. Because this guy obviously needs some help to get back on his feet. But most importantly, he got his dog back. I'm telling you. Hey, how about the basis for Black Sabbath? How about his name being Geezer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time to name the employee of the month for last month. It's always a big deal. Who was the employee of the month last month? Ooh, I think that was me. Eddie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Ooh. And how was your time as employee of the month? Oh, dude, unbelievable, man. Like, I just got so much respect around the building. It's yeah. pretty cool. So if you win employee of the month, you get your option. You can spend the wheel of cash. You can do some self-promotion on the air. Or you can block someone from three months of employee <laughs> of the month. <laughs> That's mean. So what we're going to do here is only three of you, the three in the finals, get to read your speech. Ooh. So when I say your name, that means you're one of the finalists. Why are Amy and Lunchbox? Because we know we're finalists. We know we've had solid months. Other, no. other ones are like, dang, I suck this month. I don't know. Amy, do you feel like you're going to win this month? You're about to say something. You went, I don't know. I thought everybody's going to join in and clap, but nobody did. <laughs> Just Lunchbox and then you. <laughs> okay. The first finalist for Employee of the Month is Eddie. Oh! Eddie, you got vulnerable... And you admitted you snooped through your wife's phone. Yeah, yeah, I do. That, that. was good. You you gave us a reason to, you know, get Dr. Lori on, who's one of our favorite guests. Come on. We found out you just had a bunch of crap. It wasn't worth anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Parenting Sunday. You've been big on talking about that. That's true. The theory of how your neighbor's house may have squatters, Ooh. which, is there an update on that? Uh, kind of. Okay. I'll, I'll bring that to you later. Oh, we want for next month? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then your son and the, the the driving exam and how you were the proctor. A lot of That's good right. bits. That's right. So you were in the finals. Can I hear your speech where if you were to win employee of the month? Go ahead. Of course. Even though I've been on my digital detox, the digital content I do for the show still rocks. I brought in my antique bottles and coins to see if I needed to find a buyer, but Dr. Laurie said they weren't worth enough for me to retire. Lunchbox tried a few spill the teas, but they were lame. And Bobby and I, we bet on music games. I won one of those bets, my money, I don't know them, and I'll probably Ooh. get Employee of the Month because this poem is, wait, no, this, this is okay, awesome. There he is, Eddie. <laughs> no, okay, uh, I tried. Oh, okay. boy, oh, boy. Right. The next finalist for Employee of the Month is, well, let me tell you what he did this month. Okay. All right, let's go. He crashed Nicole Kidman's movie set. Multiple times. He brought us one of the most cringiest pieces of audio ever recorded, and that could have been like four different bits. He spilled the tea on Morgan and her bad driving. He got vulnerable in sharing the really creepy Facebook friend request he sent a teenage girl. Oh, man. He also admitted to theft after he walked out of a store with a pair of pants. He brought in his new business ideas. He had one of his better prank calls where he called a listener's mom, tell her she had won a hot mom contest. Remember that one? Oh, That's yeah. pretty good. Oh. A finalist is Lunchbox. Wow. Read your speech as if you won. Who should win Employee of the Month? Should we give it to Eddie because all he does is lie? Or is it because of those bushy caterpillars above each eye? <laughs> Enough with Amy being an emotional wreck. Shouldn't she just be happy with that child support check? Morgan oh. has struck out with all types of men. 
When it comes to Employee of the Month, Morgan loses again. It would make Abby's day, but honestly, most of America wishes she would just go away. Oh, boy. Is that the end? That's it. Oh. So you just slammed, so you just slammed everybody? Boom. Okay. Can't hear you guys up here. I'm on top. Employee of the Month. Let's spin that wheel. And our final Dang. finalist for Employee of the Month. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our final finalist is Amy. But by the way, you guys had both had poems. Is that a rule? You had to write a poem? Or just... No, I've just never done that no, before. No, no, he just copied my style from the last okay. few months. He's like, let me jump on that bandwagon and see if I can to get To be honest, bread. I think I was the first one that I ever did a poem. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So with Amy, we solved one of America's greatest mysteries. We found out why her water bill was so high. Yes. That was a big bit. She got in trouble from her old sorority because she reported false information on the show. It was a good bit when it was false. It was a good bit when we found out it was false. <laughs> Two good bits. <laughs> Give us the blackout or backout story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Was good. We don't have to bring it back up. She shared an update on her divorce. She told a story about how she broke the generosity chain at a Starbucks, a couple animal stories. She had a story about how her friend might be getting catfished on a dating app. Hey, friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here she is. She with is. Her spe- yeah, she is. With her speech, 15 seconds. Amy, go. Well, with everything Bobby just mentioned, I would like to quote him correctly. He did call it the greatest mystery of American history. And it was early in May that my $600 water bills mystery was solved. And the video of me telling this story has more views than anything else posted on the Bobby Bone Show Instagram with 1.3 million views. Wow. That was true, Morgan. Fact check, because sometimes her fact check ain't good for Amy. Yes, all of the water stories, anything regarding the, her whole water thing, yes, they have gone viral. Did you say it was the most viewed ever Instagram? No, it's the most viewed for this month. Oh, like the it. month of got May, it, I it. have the most viewed Instagram reels of anything posted. Love the data. So that's yeah, what I was focusing good. on. And my Kool-Aid hack, Morgan informed me that on TikTok, that water that thing was like for three the toilet, ago. it doesn't matter. It just, it hit six million views. That's wow. Awesome. <laughs> six million? Yeah. Why are people so obsessed with water? I don't know. That's crazy. I had no idea. I made those videos. <laughs> All right. Well, you three are in the finals for Employee of the Month. And the winner for Employee of the Month is Ella. Ella. The winner is Amy, everybody. Yay! Congratulations. How do you feel, Amy, being employed? I can't believe you got that many that many views. Me neither. Wow. I, I, I was shocked. Like, like I, I got bored it. halfway through the story. <laughs> Right. That's awesome. Crazy. Uh, okay, so for winning employee of the month, you get to choose. Wait, you got bored halfway through this? Game? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I was bored, <laughs> and you gave her employee of the month for it. No, like, that's I'm just me. Shocked. But yeah, I'm also looking at. There's one other thing. There's yeah, more there, things. There's a lot. Listed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like two things. You went on two things. Honestly, I don't. If I hadn't have gotten it, I'd still be pumped about the views because I've never. Yes, had I any, agree. I'm pumped about the views. So. I shouldn't have been bored. <laughs> Apparently, it's riveting content. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. you're employee of the month. So what? Are, what do I get to do? Well, I don't know. Somebody's hating on you over there. So. Oh, trust me. I heard his poem. Think about that. So you can spend the wheel of cash, mm-hmm. which you can win up to three hundred dollars. Wow! You can do self promotion, which you've done before. Yeah. Or you can block someone from contention for three months, which would you do like it, to Amy. do? Do oh, it. I do not want to block somebody. That doesn't feel good to me. So uh, you're right. I've done self promotion before. So let's. Apparently, according to lunch, I need the money. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Spin that wheel. That wasn't dir- of all the That's shots dirty. I took no. in the poem. Yeah, yeah, that dirty. was the dirtiest shot. I don't think it was true. What was your line about her? I said, true, should yeah. we give it to Eddie because all he does is lie? No, no, no. Or is it because those bushy caterpillars above each eye? I didn't say Eddie. Enough no, with Amy, Amy being an emotional wreck. Shouldn't she be happy with that child support check? But I don't think that's the truth. I think he just looked for a rhyme. 
Like that's not. So yes. Yes. She should be happy with it. Like, is that? But not you true? don't know if she's even getting a child support check. Not my business. But, but you, you just have, made, you it made it business it. of everybody. By Which okay. Also, one of the things that happened. This, this is month, not my business. <laughs> after you said. Yes. It. Go ahead. One of the things that you said happened this month was like sharing that. Yeah, we've handled our divorce in a way that lawyers have not seen before. So you have no idea how no we're, ha- we're doing it. It doesn't matter. No you don't that know. You don't have a typical. My stuff was a lot more entertaining than that. How's lunchbox stuff doing on the web? On the you know social media, TikTok, Instagram. I mean, it's okay. It doesn't do as well as Amy's, honestly. Mm. I disagree. Just that's why. If you go listen to the best bits, I mean, all my bits are right there in the but top. But that's five. just us picking, probably. No, that's going off interaction on the social media, according to Morgan. But it I, is going off of that. But you've also never been number one. You complain about that a lot, and Amy has been. I can't believe you got so many views. That's great. Okay, Amy, you want the money? Yes. Let's all right, go. let's spin the wheel. Here we go. Let's spin, spin the wheel. wheel. It was on it, it rolled to the one hundred and got all it almost <laughs> flipped. That was so crazy. Oh. And then went back to one. Wow. Sorry, Amy. Wow. I, I already feel as though I won the hundred. That was so close. No, but you did it. That but thing it, went almost <laughs> over to one hundred. Even and you guys were like, wow, and I'm like, no. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm gonna push the wheel over. Oh, yeah, so it where does the money come from? Uh, me, my pocket. Okay. How do you think most what do you think most prizes come from? <laughs> you know what they always say, wheel doesn't lie. Huh? And who says that? And what's... Oh, so... Oh, I don't get to spin three times? That means that you really... I don't know. I thought that. Uh, I think I got to spin three times. Why, though? Because you won a bunch on the first one, and we gave you... Oh, you won middle on the first one, and we gave you a chance. How about because I was almost 100, I get to go again? Eh. That was... That's the closest it's ever been to 100. I'll tell you what you can do. I'm going to allow you to go over to bobbybones.com and check out Access Day. Where okay. you, access day, all you got to do is go over there and you can win a trip to come hang out with our show. Airfare, hotel, studio tour, lunch with some of us. To enter and get official rules, go to bobbybones.com today. Amy, you won $1. Thank you. You're a winner, Amy. You're a winner. I, honestly, I really do. It was so close. The excitement I got from it almost being right there on 100, it feels like I did win it. So Good for you. It doesn't feel like that to me. Yeah. I'm happy about that. That's not how it works. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you join us as we try to solve a 35 year old cold case It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. About one-third of adults say doing math gives them anxiety. Who on the show didn't know their multiplication tables? Me. Yeah, me. I don't know. Both of you? Well, I mean, I feel like... I can do nines because of my fingers, you know? Like, you do, like, uh, nine times two, and then you do... There you go, 18. Nine times seven. Seven, the seventh finger. That's sixty-three. What is this finger? I don't thing? know. What you're I've doing. never oh, seen it. Oh, it's That's amazing. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so what's you... seven times three? No, only nine. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me. Okay. Oh. Let's go to Eddie here. What's seven times four? I don't know. Twenty-eight. Good. I just guess. Why don't you do your fingers? No, that's only with nines. That's oh. only nine. Oh, okay. Nine. Eight times six. No. Okay. Uh, 40, 48. That's right, though. You're nailing them. Okay. I'm, do, I'm just, I'm picturing it in my head, but I really don't know these things. Amy, five times six. 30. Okay. You guys are perfect. A no, slow. No, you're a little slow. But yeah. You're getting it. <laughs> uh, let's go three times eight. Eddie. Three times eight. 21. Four. No, four. 24. Mm-hmm. Dang, dang, dang. I would have used my fingers on that one. But that's not a nine. No, no, no. Just like counting them. Eight, one, two, three. <laughs> you know what I mean? 16, <laughs> 17, 18. Yeah. Amy, four times six? Four times six is uh, tw- 12. 24. Yeah. Okay. I had that one. Yeah, you guys are you're okay, okay. We're so slow, dude. It's slow, probably it's just okay. self-doubt. No. I don't think it's just no, some that. of that. Because, I mean, we know it. But Could you like, answer those real, real quick? I think just out of memory, because yeah. I'm not figuring them out. I think I just memorized the whole table. Right. Yeah, I didn't do that. More than anything. Yeah, good job. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I don't, like, again, <laughs> my brain's not processing anything. It's just, I think it's just a memory yeah. of the multiplication tables. Yeah. But I don't do my fingers. Dude, you got to try that nine trick. It's awesome. I don't even know the I nine still don't trick. understand it. Yeah. Anyway, math gives adults anxiety. Who gets anxiety from math, Amy? I. Is it because the kids do math? I mean, yeah, I just am like, I don't really know how to help you. Eddie? Google it. Mm, yeah, I hate math. I mean, even tips, I can't. Calculate the, the tips. Oh. 20%. But you can because it's just 10% times two. Dude, whenever they bring the receipt and they have the, the percentages on there already, I'm like, thank goodness. 
Jesus. But let's say the bill is $71. What's 10% no, of $71? Uh, 17 Oh, no. no $7.10. See, I would have tipped 17 And my wife would have been like, what are you doing? But $7.10 times two would be 20 so that's $14.20. Dude, so you'd, you'd have been right anyway, basically. You'd have been a little generous. You're giving yeah. me anxiety. Okay, please anyway, stop. <laughs> moving on. We got Christy in North Carolina on the phone right now. Hey, Christy, what's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. I was realizing I hadn't heard an update on Scuba Steve's vasectomy and whether or not his wife decided to stay home or go back to work. Well, Scuba Steve is back at work today after his vasectomy. Yeah. Here he is. Which, by the way, Scuba, congratulations. Let me say that from me to you. You went through with it. You did what you're supposed to do. You're being responsible. Secondly, Scuba said, I should be fine. I'm going to go. We had a three-day weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'll be back Tuesday. I got an email early Tuesday morning. Scuba's like, I, I can't come in. <laughs> he was sore. <laughs> Wednesday, I say, Scuba, so you're back today. Yes. Was it more painful than you thought it would be? Way more painful than I thought it would be. And I was the first nervous about the anticipation. That's how I am with anything in life. And then once you get into it, I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a pain I've never experienced in my entire life. So tell everybody why you went and got a vasectomy. So I got it because we have three kids and my wife said she can't have it any more children. She mentally and physically can't handle it. So you guys talked about it. You decided you would go do it. Yes, yeah, so we do. We go there. We're in the waiting room. We're, I walk She's with in. you. She's with me. Yes, yeah, so I, I make her. She's coming. Oh, okay. Like the, she made me do this. She's coming with me. So we get there. I get in the room. I'm sitting down. They, they get me all set up. They tell me to, to disrobe, take my clothes off. Completely naked? Just the bottom half. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 totally. And then the the girl walks out of the room, puts on some music, and I'm I'm thinking they're messing with me because the first song that comes on is this. It's like a night. They're no. messing with you. They're, first of all, is that true? Do you promise? <laughs> I swear. And then so it goes. Brian Adams. I'm dead serious. And then the next song is this one right here. Should I stay or should I go? Wow, that's a sign, guys. <laughs> I'm like, so they're either a- screwing with you or it's the. Worst luck of music ever played randomly, getting a vasectomy. He comes in, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the gas, and I'm like, is this like all set up? He's like, no, dude, but I guess I should do a playlist about this kind of stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, now I'm freaked out because I already was nervous. Now I'm like, I want to get the hell out of here. Was it a sign to you? I thought it was a sign. And then we're talking and he's like, usually we allow guests in. I mean, do you have somebody with you? I'm like, yes, I want my wife here, please. I witnessed the birth of three children. I want her to witness the anti-birth. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-birth. So she comes in? She comes in. Great support system. I needed it because I was freaking out. And she watches the whole procedure and, and as like afterwards kind of tells me what they do. I don't want to get into it because it's very graphic. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty impressive and pretty unbelievable. And once she explained to me what he did, now I know why I'm in so much pain. Well, what did he do? So, <laughs> when, are you totally gassed up, like 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 laughing gas? Yeah, he gave me the laughing gas, and I asked him like, "What do I do?" And he goes, "Well, you just keep hitting it until you can't hit it anymore." And I think I hit it too much because I started turning green and feel like I was gonna throw up. Yeah, that happens uh, to me sometimes too. It's just it's just nerves, you know. Um, and the, and it was there to alleviate the pain, but man, I felt I felt the tugging, I felt everything. Oh, oh. I want to hear any more of that part. Yeah. So you go home. When does it set in as like, oh, I'm in such pain, or do you get like a bunch of pain medicine? They give you pain meds, but I'm allergic to pain meds, so I don't I don't take the full pill. I take just half of a pill to kind of alleviate a little bit of the stress more than anything. But I feel the pain the whole time at home, and I've got three kids I want to be picked up and hung out with, and I can't pick them up because I can't pick. Things over five pounds. Do you just stay in bed for a couple days? I, I uh, stay on the couch because I want to be around the family. That's just how I am. I don't want to be upstairs isolated. So I stay around the family. I ice myself. I'm sitting on ice right now as we speak. Still. It's still Thursday. It's been a week. It's been a week and I'm still sitting on ice. He's got ice panties on. 
I have ice panties on, yes. I don't know what that is. Oh. It's like uh, underwear with ice on it. Like an ice, yeah. like ice hole that you put ice in it? So I have two underwears or on. Or you freeze the whole underwear and then it just gets warmer <laughs> as you wear it. And then they turn into edibles. No, so I'm wearing one pair of underwear and then ice in between it and another pair of underwear holding the ice together. Wow. And then I sit on ice as well. with a It's still that bad. bad. It's still that bad. And I don't know why. Is that common? Did you Google? So they say that it goes away in a couple of days, and if you still feel it uh, a week or so after, then you need to go see the doctor because it could be a problem. Did he cut the wrong part? <laughs> we'll find out in two months if, if he cut the right stuff. Mm. Do not Google image vasectomy. I'm not. I'm not. There's no I, reason I, I would have thought never about it. Was I just know. Uh, so rate your experience. <laughs> rate it how? Like on? I don't know. It's a Google rating. It's like a. Yelp. <laughs> he did a great job. He did everything he was supposed to do, but you still are going to feel pain. No matter what anyone tells you, it's painful. My pain is at a seven and a half a week later. I feel like your voice is higher. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I didn't really? realize that. <laughs> I do. Like, Look at that. You I squeaked. do. I feel like you've lost some of like your baritone, like your low part of your voice. <laughs> I have just to compare. Scuba, would you count to five for me right now? Sure. One, two. He's trying to be deeper. Three, <laughs> four. Five. Okay, now we have Scuba. We took a clip from him pre-vasectomy. Uh-huh. Here you go. Uh, my nervous is on a whole other level. I've never been this nervous before in my now, entire life. Now stop that. Now oh say my, my nervous on a whole other level. Go. I'm nervous on a whole other level. Oh. Now play the clip. Uh, my nervous is on a oh. whole other level. I've never been this nervous before in my entire life. Deep Did you anything. lose part of your... <laughs> Did they you cut him off? with the audio, right? No. I've not done anything. Play it again, Ray. It was weeks later than it was. <laughs> uh, my nervous is on a whole other level. I've never been this nervous before we in my entire life. It sounds like the wrong clip there. Like Joanna we Man. had a third one too. Do the next one. I would murder her. <laughs> <laughs> I would murder her. He was, he's he's biting though for so a minute. God. He was like, oh no, oh no. I'm proud of you, man, for going through with uh, it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Your Good wife job. is too. No more kids. Yeah, that's it. You know, you got three. Yeah. You're good. And if you want to reverse it, you can. Yeah, but it's not successful though. So I, I'm, and plus it's more pain. So I, I can't do more. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> All right, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. I think is that a congratulations? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Here's a voicemail from Jennifer in Texas. I'm calling with an unpopular opinion. I think Lunchbox is hot. He's alpha. He's just a man's man. Love you, Lunch. You got to be torn on that because first of all, she <laughs> that was, that was so you, weird. But she said it's unpopular. Mm. Yeah, unpopular opinion. I you think know you're that, in though. the majority. No, so you I, think it's a popular opinion? Yeah, I, I think you are just mistaken that maybe someone in your household or your friend doesn't think I'm hot, but most women think I'm hot. So I don't know why she thinks it's unpopular opinion. You're in the majority, girl. Don't worry. Don't be ashamed. It's like she punched you and then pulled you back up, so you're back to even. Like unpopular, but here's a compliment. Hey, it's rough being hot. Hey, it is. Hey. All right, next up, here's James. <laughs> Morning, Bob. Morning, studio. Amy hasn't given us a report on the Stevenson show. Her son. So anyway, give us an update. What's up with Stevenson? The Stevenson show. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. See y'all later. Bye. Call up in the bar? Yeah, man. <laughs> Holy crap. He's been farting. Amy? Uh, he has been working on one. He just, because he has to write it himself and he keeps telling me he wants to record. And I'm like, well, you got to write it out. I think I saw something the other day written down about UFOs. That's the show I so. want to hear. Stevenson talking about UFOs. <laughs> yes. yes. Here's one more, Erica from Lake City, Florida. I have a morning corny. It's more for the older folks. Have you guys heard about the new corduroy pillows? They're making headlines everywhere. <laughs> so, so stupid, but That's it's good. great. Good. 
I yeah, like, like that. Love yeah, it. that's a good one. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Kim Kardashian was on the Jay Shetty podcast, and I actually saw a clip of this, and I thought, this is such a good idea. She gives her kids the same gift every birthday. But she's not being lazy. She's actually doing something really special. Well, what's the gift? If it's a Maserati, mm, that'd be cool. Yeah. No. She writes them a letter, and it's not huh? like a short note. I mean, it's like four or five. She must get them other gifts long. too. There's no chance they're only getting a letter. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Of course, but this is their most meaningful, yes. special gift, and she recaps the whole year and just writes special things that they did, progress they made, memories to have, and they get to go back and, and have these. And she does it for every single one of her kids. I think that's great. The story made me think she only got them one gift and it was the same gift every year to prove how normal they are. That's a <laughs> no. great idea, but yeah. I'm sure they're also getting a Maserati. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not hating them for that, but there's <laughs> a little bit of clickbait there where you're like, she only gets them one gift, the same gift every year? <laughs> Is it a pair of socks? That itself, though, is a great story. My wife loves that podcast, the Jay Shetty podcast. Oh, it's so good. She's always like, well, Jay Shetty said, hey, I don't know Jay Shetty. I don't care about Jay Shetty. But oh, dang. You should try to go on Jay Shetty. <laughs> I don't think I'm famous enough. If they have Kim Kardashian on that. Tanya Rad went on. Yeah, but probably because she knows him in California. She, well, it's about her book. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't go on Jay Shetty. I go on Jay Sh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a generic version. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If any other parents want to adopt this, she also includes, you know, funny little stories and their favorite foods that year and stuff. So I just think it's really special. Just so people get that joke. Well, Jay Shetty, by the way, he was a monk. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like now a real he, monk? Yeah, a he's, real a, he's actually great. Okay. But he has real famous stars on it. And they talk about life and philosophy and how to be healthier and, and relationships. From Anyway, from what my wife tells me. But the joke is that I just made, I don't get to go on Jay Shetty, I go on Jay, and I didn't say it. So beep it even though I'm not going to say it, okay? Just so people get it. I don't go on Jay Shetty. I, I'm so not famous. I only go on Jay Shetty. Did you beep it? Cool. All right, cool. So now people get the joke. All right, go ahead. Uh, senior pranks have been going down, and this school district in North Carolina is investigating a senior prank that caused thousands of dollars in damages because they poured cement into mm. toilets. Ugh. Uh, like that that's is not like a good one. That's that, not a good one. Here's the thing. Like if you're going to do a senior prank. Don't break stuff. Like there was one in Maryland that I saw where they put the school up for sale on Zillow. <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny. Nobody got hurt. Boy, the concrete in a toilet. That's not a good idea. I'm no bad. Bueno. Yeah, that, even lunchboxes, that's bad. Yeah. That's real bad. Right. So, so, but then what happens? Does every, because it goes down the drain and it's soft. But how far does it go before it hardens? And then what does it break? I don't know. Or does it just stop there? Is it so thick it only stops in that tube? Never but done. That is a bad idea. I don't want to find out. And that, whole, that whole class is penalized because of a couple idiots. Because I'm <laughs> sure the whole class didn't agree to that one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. They also did overturned desks, damaged lockers. Oh, okay. Well, that's eggs. not a senior prank. That's somebody who hates a school and is using <laughs> that as an opportunity <laughs> to destroy it. Yeah. Right. That's straight vandalism. And then maintenance crews and having to clean it up and whatnot. Okay, so Cody Johnson, uh, he stopped a fight at one of his shows. We always talk about these because it's kind of funny to think of artists on stage like doing their thing and then pausing the whole thing to call somebody out. Well, the reason now is because of the Travis Scott deal where everybody was getting run over and people got killed. Very good so point. So that's why people are stopping shows now. Mm -hmm. They don't even oh, you guys talking to each other cross? Or are you just like having a funny conversation? Stop the show! Like, they'll stop it now just to make sure everybody's good. That's right. Yep. I forgot about that tragedy. So people will stop it like that. Yeah. Here's a clip of him stopping the show. Start a fight in this pit. I will stop this show and have your thrown out. Yeah. Have your what? Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, 
Uh, Cut out he, there. He, he bleeps it there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, a tweet I saw from Zach Bryan where I guess somebody had grabbed him aggressively while he was on stage from like the front row or something because I didn't actually see it. But he was talking about, hey, look, if I'm close and you like reach up and touch me, that's fine. If you touch the guitar... Listen, I'm close, fine, but don't grab it and don't grab me aggressively or I will get rid of you aggressively from the show. Mm. Oh, wow. Which I thought was super interesting because somebody must have grabbed him hard or grabbed his guitar to be like, ugh. And also, why would you do You're in the front row. You just paid a bunch of money to be at his show or a festival and you're going to do something stupid like that? Like, that ain't cool. I think you're just excited. I don't know if they're... You don't get that excited, To pull someone? Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. I don't mind people being respectful and trying to touch me or the guitar. But if you try to rip it out of my hands, I promise I'll rip you out of whatever venue we're at. Respectfully, of course. Yeah. Weird. All right, what else? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. At Seton Hall University, a dog got a diploma. That's a real story. During a graduation ceremony at Seton Hall, a very special graduate named Justin walked across the stage on four legs and got an honorary diploma. Justin's a service dog who assisted Grace Mariani during the school year. She worked toward her degree. Grace earned her diploma, and Justin made such an impact that they wanted to honor him as well. So during the ceremony, Justin grabbed his diploma with his mouth. (laughs) That's awesome. While the crowd cheered and celebrated him as well as Grace. That's pretty funny. I would just be afraid the dog would like Peter poop on stage. Right. Hey, they couldn't throw the dog the diploma. Like, all right, go get it. Fetch. Like, fetch it. Yeah. <laughs> or do they put a treat in the diploma? So that, Ooh, smart. Because you got kind of, but also hilarious that the dog was dressed in a gown and went up and got a diploma. So cute. But Lunchbox walked to stage too. Yeah, I did walk to stage and I hugged the president of the university. He stuck his hand out to shake it and I gave him a big old hug and walked off and that was it. When you opened the diploma, what was it? It's just empty. Yeah. It just has my name. Like it had a. And you're short how many hours? Three hours. One class? One, Yeah, one class, three hours. I mean, I don't know why they call it three hours. It's just one credit, I guess. I don't it know. It takes three hours to complete the credit. Yeah, I know, but I wonder why that too. I don't know why. It, three it hours? Makes no three sense. hours, isn't it three hours a week? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I got a three-hour class. I don't know. Who cares? Right, but yeah. I'm, It'd be a real good tell me something good if you just finished those three hours for like a lot of our listeners who are just looking for that. I know. Kick in the I know, Come on, dude. I, you can do it, man. We believe I in know. you. I feel like I think we've talked about if he goes and does it when he's 80 and make the news, you know? That's true, too. 80-year-old gets a diploma. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> I think you make the news now. Like, okay, let's say I do it, right? Will we raise a GoFundMe for people to donate to my, like, graduation party? Why? What? Why do we do? Why? Why? I'm just saying. Like, I mean, we got to have some kind of incentive, and then like, I'll throw a graduation party. But what's the maximum on that? A hundred thousand? No. Wow. That, I mean, that's a party. You're getting paid to graduate then. <laughs> anyway, shout out to the service dog. Shout out to all service dogs out there. You guys are making a big difference. I do a lot of work with service dogs for our military members. They do make a massive difference. That is what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Hey, today is access day. So for today only, you could get a trip to Nashville to hang out with us. Airfare, hotel, studio tour. You go to lunch with some of us. Who knew? I don't know who's going to lunch. Hey, oh, look oh, at you guys. Lunch with Lunchbox. Uh, yeah, lunch uh, with Lunchbox. Which is, that should always be the thing. <laughs> lunch with Lunchbox. <laughs> to enter and get official rules, just go over to bobbybones.com today. You'll see it up there, bobbybones.com. It's access day. It's also Thursday, so we do the investigative morning corny where we figure it out. We have 90 seconds. Come on. To get as many right as we possibly can. The timer doesn't start, though, until Amy finishes the joke. Ready, guys? Ready. 90 seconds. Let's go. The 
morning, corny. Why don't fish play tennis? Um, the net. Scare the net. Scare the net. Boom. That's a good one. Yeah, Nailed it. it. Great. Scare the net. One. Uh, why did the deer go to the dentist? Teeth. Bucks. Teeth. Buck, buck teeth. Buck, buck teeth. Let's go. Let's okay. go. That's two. Yeah, buck teeth. Uh, what do you call a cold blue jay? Freezing cold blue 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 bird blue bird blue blue bird blue. It's got to be blue, right? Blue blue, blue jay. jay, like blue. Uh, what is it again? Say it again. What do you call a cold blue jay? Blue. A blue. cold blue pop. Blue jay. Or a cold cardinal. Oh, it can be any. Oh. Okay, so it's not blue. Um, a, cold a cold parrot. Co- bird. bird. A cold bird. Bird. Cold bird. That's it. That's bird. it. Three. Bird. Let's go. Let's go. Where do spiders seek health advice? Web, WebMD. 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 Yes! Let's go! One more! Uh, okay. Hurry up! Why did the can crusher quit his job? Crunch. He was depressed. <gasps> oh! One more. Depressed. Is that it? Is that it? No? Okay. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Wow. Crushed. He was crushed. He was crushed. His, his heart was crushed. His mind was... He was depressed. He, he, was, he was devastated. devastated. It, was, it, was, it was it was it was depressing. Too small. It was depressing. He was uh, it was so it was he, so depressing. So, so depressing. So yes. depressing. For the championship. How much time wow. we got? Go. One more. Go. Okay. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A what? A gummy bear. Gummy bear. Oh. 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 What what did one hat say to the other? Heads up! Heads up! Heads down! <laughs> uh nice hat! Nice oh hat! Oh my god! We got set the record. Go. What, what was that one? You go on ahead. You go on ahead. You go on ahead. Oh, you ahead. Go on ahead. oh I have lots. Hey, no, wait. How, how many did we get? We got six. It's a new record. Oh. <laughs> yes. Not 20. No, I have tons of jokes, but sometimes it's like, okay, they're on a roll. I wanted to honest. try them. Hey, oh. I'll be honest. I, I'd heard the Gummy Bear one before. I know. Oh, but that, that's showbiz baby. <laughs> I, I know we've that's done showbiz that baby. I, I, if I'm on Jeopardy and I already heard a question in another <laughs> trivia game, I'm, I'm not acting like I don't know it. You know what I mean? That was amazing. Six. New record. Take us home, Eddie. All right. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. That's right. Wow. That's the greatest run. Play, we are the champions. That's the greatest run we've ever had. Wow, what a day. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture Culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the woman who started Theranos is now going to jail. Her name is Elizabeth Holmes. She may already be in prison. Is she in this minimum security prison? She's, she's in. in. Yeah. Uh, so she's in 11 years. It's a minimum security prison that's in Bryan college station down in texas where amy went to school yes. what did she do amy she went to texas A&M. not amy elizabeth uh, holmes oh, she d- defrauded a bunch of people like investors yeah like got, uh, got and, a bunch of money and everyday people because she uh, convinced walgreens and, th- and other drugstores that like she could do a test at the prick of their finger and people would go in and they would get it done and the results they were sending back to the people were not accurate and they thought they had cancer they didn't have cancer oh, they no. i mean the results oh, they got man. you never watched it, it no any oh, of it should oh I? dude yeah it's awesome should yeah. i watch the show show watch or the, documentary? the documentary okay first okay wow i'll but, do that this week yeah so she's in the same minimum security prison as jen shaw from real housewives they're together. I don't know if they're roommates, but they're together. And so Jen Shaw's doing six years. Elizabeth Holmes doing 11. But she had a baby, right, in the last year or so? Yeah, last few months. Like, I think she got pushed back uh, her report date because she was having a baby. So well, let me think about both sides of this. One, they're softening up her image a lot. You know, she could have had the baby to be like, I'm a mom. Let me out early. Here's my store. Or did she just want to make sure she had kids before she got put in prison oh. for 11 years? She like, did find... She, love again got married and then they had a baby and then I think the newest baby is just like delayed the process a little bit or she kept trying to file for appeals and yeah then she finally, kept trying to say oh let me stay out yeah. let me stay out finally the judge was like okay time to go her voice isn't deep anymore she no longer like this but she changed her voice because she wanted to be seen as more dominant huh. 
but 11 years in a minimum security prison. I just wonder if I'd like to be in a minimum security prison for like a week. It just seems fun. There's some parts of it that seem fun. When the guy called us about the Chrisley, the what's his name, Todd Chrisley in yeah, jail? Yeah, Todd. He's like, I used to work there. It's an amazing place. It's dorms. It's food. It's hanging out. It does sound fun. It doesn't sound like anyone's going to kill you because they're not murderers. Right. They're all, they're all just a little, you know, like shady. You don't have to watch your back. The Todd Chrisley story said, Todd Chrisley's plush Florida prison like a country club with racquetball, outdoor track, and movies. Wow. Movies? That's cool. See, why would you not want to do that for a week? <laughs> that to me sounds like the, as long as the Wi-Fi is good, that's the perfect vacation for me. Uh, it's a minimum a, security prison. A little break from life. And you know the all-female prison's nicer than the all-male because they're not destroying stuff. Right. Cleaner. Yeah, even... Dudes that are white collar are still going to pee on the floor. It's like their bathrooms. Yeah. You're going to a women's bathroom? Oh, they're yeah. amazing. Very mm-hmm. clean. I, yes. <laughs> and I went to one recently because the guys, there was somebody cleaning the guys. It was in a mall. And so they had two bars up. They're like, sorry, clean. It had to go real bad. So my wife goes in to run cover. She's like, all right, it's empty. Go ahead. And then she goes, I'll stay out here and watch the door to make sure nobody walks in. It had to go real bad. So I go to the bathroom and come out. And my wife's trying to cover, but there's a lady just standing there waiting. And oh, I'm like, oh, waiting for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that was a little bit embarrassing. But yeah, I don't know. Looking at the pictures of this, prison doesn't look so bad. Minimum security. Amy, do you know where this place is? Yes. It's in, so there's College Station and there's Bryan. College Station's where Texas A&M is. And then in Bryan, there's Blinn Junior College, which is where I spent my freshman year. So, and then a lot of people live in Bryan. Like my sister lived in Bryan. Also called Federal Texas Prison Camp. No. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Wow, hey, did you ever volunteer? Because they are looking for volunteers at this prison. I did not. A new volunteer recruitment system. But Inside Influence is now live if you want to be a volunteer there. I get bet. Some money, too. They do have some sort of, I bet Blinn maybe has some sort of program there in case you want to go into law enforcement. Let's send her some money. That'd be Heck nice. Yeah, we can send her a package. What do we do? How do we get her money? Do they have like a Venmo into this place? Or do we have to send it? A letter. I think you have to do it with her number, her uh, prison number, and it's number 249-65111. But where do we do that? Uh, Right here. Send money. You wire it. You got MoneyGram, Western Union, or United States Postal Service. Oh. Okay. What if we just send her like 100 bucks? And does it say it comes from the Bobby Bone Show? Yeah. It tells her? It costs $1.75. Mike, can I give you my credit card and you send her 100 bucks? Why not? What do you mean you're not sending it? It's my credit card. You can do it under my name. Like, you're not going to get arrested. Wait, Mike, think we're doing something illegal here? Michael, go on the dark web, but he won't send money to a prisoner? <laughs> like, what is here. going on? You can send. It's, it's all legal, good. man. You can send a maximum of $300. It's all legal, man. Cops bust in. <laughs> Who did it? Who sent it? I don't want to. Uh, hey, Mike, what, come up to the microphone. What are you Mike. scared of, man? Yeah, why would you not want to do that? Nah, it feels weird to me. I don't want to send money to a prisoner and be connected to me. Oh, but the connection. It, but it wouldn't be connected. It would be me who's sending it. That's even weirder. Are you trying to not get flagged? Are you trying not Anything to be Anything with sending money, wiring, eh, I'm good. <laughs> hey, what if the story gets out, though, that Bobby Bones is funding Elizabeth Holmes? That's that's legit. You no, know, the story gets out that I, some or, random person, <laughs> send her money. What do you mean funding? I'm putting money in her commissary. Yeah, you? you're funding, dude. Mm. Okay, if any listeners out there want to help, is this a bad idea? Or is this completely normal for a prisoner? Let us know. You can call us. 877-77-BOBBY. Who would do best in prison of all of us here on the show? Me. Me. Bobby. Okay. <laughs> Why do you guys think you would do good in prison? I'm a I'd people be, person. I, yeah, I'd, be all, I'd start a gang for no, sure. No, there's already... Eddie, you would... Oh I'd, I'd start the Mexican gang. No, there's already that. Yeah, well, then I'd, I'd join it and then go up the ranks. Okay. Scuba, what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to let listeners call in too. What are your thoughts? I think we send the money and then we play a song. 
<laughs> he wants us to wrap. <laughs> That's what you want. Guys, it says we can send a package. No. Okay, let me play a song. Jake Owen Homemade. I may get my credit card out and send Elizabeth Holmes money. Let's send Jen Shaw money, too. It, who else is famous? Can we send money to? Grizzly. I don't know. No, you no, no we're not going to do that. All right. I think for the first time, there is a perfect song for radio. A perfect song for radio in the summertime. A perfect song in radio in the summertime that you'd never heard before, but that you can sing along to, kind of, after one time. Do you know what it is? I know what you're going to say. What? Especially now that you say sing along. Um, the Willie Nelson, Jake Owen yeah. mash. I love it, dude. Isn't it so good? It's so good. On the boat again. Yeah, come on. Just can't wait to get on that boat, boat again. again. I think, and it also is pure Jake as well, because uh, the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Tracks. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's, I mean, that's him, man. It's so... I was nervous. Jake and I are friends. I was nervous. He said, bro, dude, we did this song. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, because it, 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 it's it's this fine line between being good or being like, ooh, swing and a miss. Yeah. But you guys agree. This is like... It was a grand slam for okay, me, dude. Good. I can't wait to get on the boat again. Classic. Can he come in and play that? I mean, probably. Like, dude, that'd be so cool. I always have a weird thing with asking my friends to come up and do stuff. And maybe I can DM him, like, as a fan. Hey, yeah. Jake, big fan here. Yeah, but I mean, also <laughs> at the same time, I think he'd he has an to. album coming out. I think probably that okay. can be the thing. Come up and do your new album, some of your stuff. Yeah, but that's a good one, huh? Hey, how does that licensing work? Like, does he have to pay Willie for that, or songwriters for sure? Okay, like whoever wrote that. I'm assuming this. Whomever wrote that song also can, wrote this song. So they put some on the list as writers. Probably. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, cool. I'm assuming that's the deal. You have to do that. It's like Cole Swindell and Heads Carolina. Right. My assumption is, I don't look this up, is that all the people who wrote that Jody Messina song are also on as writers for that. Or do you risk it not telling anyone? And I hopefully think you gotta they don't tell see them the on that one. <laughs> you can still go to court over that one. I think a, a big okay. old fat subpoena or a lawyer right, or right. something shows up. Take your money. Uh, I did the Grand Ole Opry last night, which is awesome. I went out and did some... I'm always a little nervous to do new jokes at the Grand Ole Opry because I only have 12 minutes. Everybody gets like a 12-minute set. But I went and did some new stuff. It was, I had a really good set last night. It was late, though. When they put me on after 8, ooh, I'm, I'm dragging A. Whenever I get home, then start working on the show. They come up. But I had a really good set. Saw Maddie and Tay there last night. Talked to them for a little bit. Saw uh, Corey Kent. Talked to him for a little bit. But it was good. And so... I'm going to go back out on the road. I'm not going to say much about it yet. We're still figuring out the cities. We're only, I'm like, on the road again. <laughs> well, we're only going to do like eight to ten shows, and then we're going to record the show and make it a special. We may record every show. I'm not sure. But we were going through last night, and this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing a single show on a day that Arkansas is playing. Smart. You're always distracted those days anyway. <laughs> or I'm just miserable because yeah. I just want to watch the game. Or I'm like, please schedule the daytime. So I'm not... <laughs> So I, I will probably do shows on the days they're playing their first two games because they'll be day games and they're, they're like lesser opponents that you beat up. I say that. Eesh. I know. But like last night, they were like, this date, Arkansas plays BYU. Nope, not working. So we made the whole tour basically around Arkansas Razorback football so I don't miss any of the games, wow. in the big games. That's smart. But I couldn't. we couldn't find a date in a theater in Fayetteville on a Friday of a home game because oh, the perfect deal would have been. A comedy show Friday night. Just stay in town. Game go to the Saturday. game on Saturday. Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. 
I mean, that'd have been the best of all the worlds, but we couldn't find a theater date for that. But anyway, that's what's up. What about stadium date? Well, they can't because they got to have a football game. Ah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than that. <laughs> thought about it, though. Also, <laughs> you said only 8 to 10. I feel like that's a lot. Is nah. That, usually, no? usually, 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 usually hard. 20. Oh I'm just going to do eight like eight shows. Oh. I just want to do it enough to because I got a whole lot of new stuff and I want to m- make sure it's funny. And some of it won't be and some of it will be kind of funny that I need to make funny and some of it will be funny. So it's just going through and weeding that out. Were you drinking iced tea on the stage yesterday, I, last night? I never put the tea down apparently. I didn't earth? even realize I walked on stage with the tea <laughs> until I was halfway out there telling jokes. It wasn't a prop? No. Oh, That's I, funny, I never even addressed the tea and I came off and Morgan number one's like, oh, you went out there with tea and I was like, yeah, I sure did. How about that? <laughs> I was just, listen, I was, I was talking to, Eddie and I were signed to a record label as Raging Idiots for a long time. And I was talking to the guy that runs our label. Used to run our, what? Still runs it, but yeah, it used to be our it. label. And it's like the guy. And then they started intro on me. And I was like, oh God, I got to go. And so I walked out and I just had the tea in my hand. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's walked out with a drink at the Aubrey before. It wasn't a beer. No, it didn't matter though. It just looked, it, it, at first glance, I'm like, what's he got in his hand? Yeah, because it, it does look like a little whiskey and in there. And then I looked at all the pictures and every picture, the Aubrey has the best <laughs> sweet tea. So okay, oh, they do. You're right. That's it. Oh, you can see the pictures of the of T T Gate, uh, Mr. Bobby Bones is my Instagram. I do want to grab a couple calls here. First of all, Lisa in Louisiana is on the phone. We were talking earlier about Elizabeth Holmes, which Eddie started watching a little bit of that. A little they're, bit. They're the first stuff. episode, the first part of the documentary. And so, what's up is she's the one who scammed all those investors out of a bunch of money, saying we have this product and the product's in Walgreens and. Was it a CBS too? Who knows? It was in places they like, well, test your blood. Mm-hmm. And then, so she's in jail, which she should be, 11 years. And we're like, can we send her money into her account? Like, how funny would that be? And then Hilarious. we can have like a communication with her. So we have callers that want to add to this conversation. First off, it's Lisa in Louisiana. Lisa, hello, you're on the air. Hi. What's going on? Not much. What questions did you have? You called me. About... Okay, well, uh, I was there at Brian for four and a half years. Oh, you're in the place? Yes. That she's in? Yes. Okay, see, I have questions now. She was an inmate? I didn't know that was the case. Yeah. Yes, I was an inmate. Was it awesome? No. No, not by any stretch of the means. It looks looks like a country club. Yeah, it looks like a country club, but it's run by guards. It is not a country club. I promise. Okay. You have no free time. Tell me more. Okay. Well, everybody has to have a job. So your free time, everybody gets off work at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Then you have free time from 3 to 4. But everybody has to go back to the dorms and be counted at 4. Then that takes like an hour. And then everybody is released to, they release you by dorms to go to the chow hall and eat supper. And then after that, you have to uh, basically be counted again at 10 o'clock at night. So from that time, from like 5.30 to 10 o'clock at night is your free time. But everybody has to be in the dorms. When I was there, it was like 8 o'clock. I'm not sure what it is now. Do you have Wi-Fi? And no, it's it's supposed to be minimum security. No Wi-Fi. It sounds like that's wow. Medium. Yeah, but they have. A, let me tell you, minimum security. It, it's 
Usually, used to be, I thought camps, the people were allowed to go out into the community and work and have to come back, you know, but that's not how it is. You don't never get to leave the campus ever. What was your job? I worked at facilities, and that was the best place to work. Is that bathroom? Because for one, they had sonic ice, oh. and uh, they they had an ice machine that had sonic ice, I'm and it was that. wonderful. That was the only <laughs> place on campus that you could get sonic ice. Yeah. But they have all different. They have the warehouse. They have laundry, but everybody has to start in the kitchen. So that's like the worst job. Then what's the big? get if you get put into this versus maximum security i think it's even more secure with maximum security like you don't get as much free time you're not and no extra i don't know i've never been to maximum security so i'm not sure but like in the dorms they have tvs that are set up it's like a big common area and you can you have uh earphones that you can plug into your little mp3 player and tune it to the tv station that's on and then that's how you hear it there's it's not just playing for everybody to hear were you a, you have to buy all that stuff yeah that's why i wanted to send her money um were you a white collar criminal no well no mine was considered drugs but to me it was considered kind of white collar i i've called in before i was uh, a pharmacist and i got caught up in a pill mill conspiracy type deal and they said that I uh, should have known that the prescriptions I was filling were getting sold on the street and it was my responsibility not to fill those prescriptions or whatever. I remember being irritated that they put that on you Mm -hmm. the last time that you called. Yeah. Did you make a whole lot of money from that? I didn't make any money from that. All I made was my salary. I, I wasn't getting any kickbacks. That's I wasn't. Crazy. People weren't paying me to fill their prescriptions. Are you just a scapegoat here for somebody then yeah. who is got to put yes, somebody I in jail was, because they're making a statement against? The, oh my god! I'm now I'm irritated. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember That's being irritated by this the first time. Dang. I yeah, right. I hate that for you. Well, Theory when you is everything in prison. Because money means nothing. Everything is run through commissary. I mean, like, if you want to make a deal, you want somebody to do your hair or or whatever. I mean, whatever you want, it's all through commissary. I mean, people buy stuff and give it to you. What's the hottest item? Like, what's worth the most that you would want to buy and trade? Well, I've heard now that they are selling tablets that I guess you can um, play games on, listen to books on, things like that. And it was like three hundred dollars. Hey, that's perfect. It feels like Dave and Buster's, where you got to earn a whole lot of tickets. Like you have to spend a whole lot of money to get like a little something. Like it's like that type of situation. I'm just irritated again for for her because I remember this last time where. I was like, how much money did you make? And she was like, none. And I'm like, why would somebody be involved in this if they weren't making, if they knew it and they weren't making extra money? And she wasn't. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Right. And then, so four you, year, you spent four years in jail of your life for this. I did. I did. Well, and not only that, I, mean, I assume you're still paying for it in a way because you were a pharmacist before. And I assume you can't have that career now. They said that I can uh, apply to have my license reinstated after I have been off probation for five years, which is in 2025. So I can go back to Texas and I can ask to have my license reinstated 
I don't know what the I don't know exactly what I will need to do go before the board of pharmacy, but you know I, I'm not real sure. I hadn't looked into it yet. That's a bullcrap, man. That's some bullcrap. Wow. If that's if all that we're hearing is true, that's some bullcrap. Um, okay, look, a final question for you, and we appreciate always how candid you are when you call the show. I just um, should we send Elizabeth Holmes money for a commissary? If she has no one to support her, to put money on her books, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you have to have money in prison to buy what you need. You have to buy everything. Shampoo, toothpaste. They allow you to buy extra clothes, like they call it your grays. You know, it's a gray t-shirt, gray shorts. You have to buy socks. You have to buy tennis shoes you have to buy your little mp3 player you have to buy everything Mm. and they used to have microwaves but they were in the process of taking those microwaves out so now i don't know if they have them or not well we appreciate the call and i think i'm feeling pretty good about helping her out yeah yeah well yeah yeah. i mean you know it's always good because there are people you know in prison that don't have anybody to support them and those people you know the women are uh, nice and feel for those people because they have nothing. They have nobody to, they have no way of buying stuff. And so people will buy stuff and give it to them. And which is totally against the rules. If they find out, you know, they'll, they'll get you for it. But it's done all the time. So this is what we'll do. Whatever I send to Elizabeth Holmes, I will match it with a random yes. person in there. Th- yes. We need to I don't find even out. know what they did. But I'm going to match it and I like that. somebody else too. We're going to have two prison pen pals <laughs> okay. for this yeah. over. Okay. All right. Hey, Lisa, have a great day. Thank you for calling. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Time for the news. Let's go. Bobby's Big Stories. Which news outlets do Americans trust the most? Yeesh. Think about it, though. Oh, I... Think about your answers here. I just want you to blurt one out because... And then go, oh, yeah, I should have thought of that. Which news outlets do Americans trust the most? Lunchbox? TMZ. That's good. Pretty funny answer. Yeah. Because they're right every time. They, they are. are. They're not. Oh, they're, they're not? not? No, they're not. Oh. But they're right a lot. And it's, you don't really, people don't really fight about that. That's not divisive. Uh-huh. Uh, Amy. Dang, I get all my news from Mosh on Instagram. Eddie? I don't know. ABC? I have no idea. A survey finds, and you're going to go like, oh, yeah, duh. The Weather Channel is trusted the most. Oh, wow. Oh, That's yeah. a news channel. Yeah, yeah. Next on the trust list is PBS, publicly okay. funded. Not they don't care about ratings because they're publicly funded. They just need the money to stay on. And the Wall Street Journal. The news channels and newspapers that are distrusted are the ones that have a biased opinion. Mm. And it's because they want ratings. CNN and Fox News, they want ratings. They care more about ratings than being right. They care more about getting people doing sensational news than they do about sensational opinion for news than they do about actually being right. Because don't think the news is like a public service. They need higher ratings. Higher the rating, the more money they make. So, both. I mean, all of them. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. Are there any other? CNBC. That's kind of just money, though. Oh. So I've watched that a lot. They are all biased. 
They are all trying to get ratings, and they all use their different strategies to get ratings. I, I wonder if sometimes some of them get like cut to commercial or whatever. Yes, and I have friends that work uh, at them, and they're like, I hate it. Right, or like they don't even believe what's coming out of their own mouth. Yes, and they're like, I hate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know someone like that. Yes, I have for sure friends that do that, and they hate it because they know that the networks they work at are so biased. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Couples who argue may be making themselves sick. Arguments filled with sarcasm, put-downs, and nastiness can weaken your immune system over time. This ends up making men and women more likely to get sick. Is that why you're sick so much, Lunchbox? Arguing. How's home? Oh, home is great, it man. Is? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Sounds sarcastic. No, it's great. I mean, we don't really <laughs> fight that much. The Ohio State University Medical Center has that poll. So the more that you are fighting, the more your immune system is broken down, the more you get sick. Work-free weekends are important. Experts say don't work any this weekend. Amen. Just have fun. As tempted as it is, as it, you just don't jump back in if you don't have to because you're in a better mood. You work harder. You have fewer aches and pains come Monday when you're free to do what you want to do on Saturday and Sunday. That's from the University of Rochester. This weekend, I will be in Oklahoma City. I'll be going to the College World Series, the Women's College World Series. I'll be there watching Utah, brother-in-law DJ Gasso. I'll be there watching Oklahoma, his mom, Patty Gasso. I don't think they're going to play each other. They might. That, the first game is tonight for Utah. Please let Utah win tonight. Yeah. They're playing Washington. Please let Because it's double elimination. I'll be there anyway tomorrow. I get to the show tomorrow, so I can't leave. But please let Utah win tonight. Take Washington. Stick a boot in their butt. It's the American way. You know what I'm saying? Was that your prayer? Sounds like a prayer. That was a good But prayer. I didn't say, <laughs> your Heavenly Father, okay. before it. I'm just talking about, All right. I really need Utah to win tonight. Okay? That'd be great. So don't work this weekend. I was thinking about it, too, because if they win, Utah wins tonight. And I'm in Oklahoma City tomorrow night. They're not playing to play at all tomorrow if, Oklahoma, if Utah wins. I was thinking about going to find somewhere in Oklahoma City to do a couple things. One, I'd like to go and do – I wrote a whole bunch of new material. I'd like to just find like a comedy place that will go, hey, come up. You can do 15, 20 minutes. Just just do a set. We won't say anything about it. I can, maybe I can tweet about it, but I don't want it to be like a whole show. And then two, anybody fancy there? Like have a golf club that they'll let me come play? Ooh, that'd be cool. I know. Oklahoma like I, City. Like I want to work and play. Yeah. So who's fancy in Oklahoma City? I don't know, dude. Uh, any of the basketball players? Yeah. Okay. Chad mm-hmm. Holmgren, Jalen Williams. But the season's over. They probably moved. Oh, Jalen, you I gotta know. see if he's still there. I know. Surgeon General warns about social media. Says social media is a main contributor to depression, anxiety, and other problems. I think that's why Eddie's happier. He's been on social media detox. Guys, look at complete, me. Complete detox for a month. I'm glowing. Uh. You, are, you basically look pregnant. You are so Yeah, because I'm glowing? You're glowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. That's amazing. NPR.org. A man's accused of robbing a store with a Nintendo Duck Hunt pistol. Oh, <laughs> no. Those things are so orange and goofy looking. Yeah. There's no chance that t- that worked. It looks like a laser gun. A North Carolina man was arrested after trying to rob business with a gun-shaped controller from the 80s Nintendo game Duck Hunt. He was arrested a short time later. That's from Fox Carolina. I used to cheat. I put this gun on the screen. Yeah. We all did. You hold on the screen. Bam, 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 bam. It's just like orange with gray or gray with orange, depending on which one you got. I would do that and still miss. It was the weird. Ducks. Yeah. That and I had track and field. Oh, Scotty had it. I never had it. On the power though. pad? Yeah, Scotty had it. So I go over and do track and field and you do your hands. You slap it instead of your feet. Oh, oh I dominate I the sprints. That. Yeah, it was awesome. Wow. All right, that's your news. Thank Those you. were Bobby's Big Stories. Bones. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You love to see it kind of work out, folks, and working out for Lunchbox right now. Super proud of him. He gets to play in the celebrity softball game. Yeah. Big deal, because last year... Uh, yeah, got, I, and I got upset for you. It turned it was a, it was an issue behind the scenes where I was upset because it, what they told you you were in, they kicked you out. Or yeah, something? they told me I was in. They needed players, and then uh, like a few days before, they said, "Oh, by the way, you're relegated to just being the announcer." Which, again, we come on the air and we have our little. <laughs> it's not fun. You know, everybody fights with each other. And we're like, "Oh, Lunchbox, you're an idiot!" But still, behind the scenes, I was ticked for him, and I was sending, I was firing emails off to like executives, like, "You can't do this." So. This year it comes about, he gets invited to the game immediately. Now, wow. I haven't said anything about the announcing. You're just at playing. Just playing. There, look at this guy climbing wow. up. Wow. As far as I know. 
Is it because of your status, a top 20 most famous people? Yeah, I think they realized how big of a draw I was and how many ticket sale, how the ticket sales are going to increase with me on the lineup and seeing me in the field. I was signing autographs the whole time. They're like, man, we need to get this guy in the game. So do you know what position you're going to play? No, I have no idea. I haven't talked to my coach. Who's coaching your team? No idea. Okay. I don't even know who's playing. Have so when they're promoting it, are you part like lunchbox? Oh yeah, they have like a, a baseball card of me, and they've been putting it on their socials, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta go see him play." I heard a commercial for it, and I just wanted to play it for you here. Oh, this is not actually. This is just a part of the bit. It's not me playing the commercial for commercial reasons, although it's for charity. But here you go. Is anybody else planning on being there? The Folds of Honor Rock and Jock Celebrity Softball Game is happening next Monday at First Horizon Park. Chris Lane's gonna be there. Jelly Roll, Ernest, Hardy, so many more. Your chance to win right now. Head over to the Big98.com. Click contest to get signed up. So in the notes Jeez. that she was given, Brooke was given to read, it just said so many more. Huh. I mean, that's bad radio by her. Didn't, well, she's just doing what the notes yeah, said. Yeah, but she should do her research and realize that I'm a big draw on this station. And if she's going to be promoting it, she might want to use people that, you know, big deal. Top 20 in Nashville still, though? If Top she's 25. Not, Top 25 in Nashville. Yeah. Is he ranked higher than any of the people let's she mentioned? Let's hear it again. Who are, let's hear the people. Is anybody else planning on being there? The Folds of Honor Rock and Jock Celebrity Softball Game is happening next Monday at First Horizon Park. Chris Lane's going to be there. Jelly Roll, Ernest, Hardy, so many more. Okay, let's go through those four. Let's go backward. Hardy. Are you bigger than him? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. You didn't let me finish. No, Hardy. Yeah. Okay. You know Hardy? You familiar with who he is? Ah, he's been in here, but I'm trying to think what he looks like. He's got long hair. You, yeah, you know what he sings? No. Okay. So you think you're more famous than Hardy? Yeah. Okay. Ernest. Yeah, he's been in here too, though. <laughs> though. Okay. Are you more famous than him? Yeah. And he, he, he has some car that he talked about, I remember. But I don't know what he... I mean, he looks like Ernest, right? But who's yeah. It? What do you mean? I mean, they don't look... Like Ernest P. Whirl from like no, the... No, Ernest, the guy that you just said before him. Like, they both got... Hardy? Hardy? No. They're different. Oh, man, That's okay. two different people, bro. Oh, gosh. I'm about to Google. Which Hardy has glasses. Mustache. Dark hair. Hold on. Like Ernest blonde. and blonde. We're the best. Um, okay. It was a Cadillac. How about Chris Lane? He ain't even honorable mention, man. And what? Top 25. No, so you th you're more famous yeah. than him. Jelly Roll. No, I had him higher than me. I had Jelly Roll like top 10. Yeah. I think. I mean, he does have a documentary on Hulu. And yeah. He sells yeah. I mean, out he, Bridgestone Arena. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So that one you get. Yeah. He, he shot up above me. Some of the <laughs> other people playing this. Tell me if you're more famous than okay. them on your list. Riley Green. More famous. Okay. Mitchell Tenpenny. More famous. He's growing, though. He's in the top 25. I believe he's like 24 on my list. Sean Johnson. More famous. Olympic gold medalist? Yeah, she was. Winner of Dancing with the Stars? No, no, no. She was more famous when she was a, a gymnast. Sean Booth. <laughs> oh, he's from The Bachelor. Way Lunchbox more stood his hands up like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's, I'm more famous than him. Back in the day when he was on The Bachelor, maybe, but now he hadn't been around in about 30 years. I'll give you a couple more here. How about, is that how long it's been? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was on like season five. 30 years. Uh, Chip Eston, Charles Eston. More famous. From Nashville? Yeah, Nashville Outer Banks. years ago. Thinking. What? Outer Banks? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Cortland Finnegan. More famous. Who's that? Played for the Titans. He played, oh. Yeah, he played in the NFL. Let me see if there's anybody else. Keep scrolling. Morgan, number two. <laughs> that's not even... That's a, oh, wait, she's playing too? Yeah. Oh, that's hey, cool. Is this part of your, like, comedy bit? 
<laughs> I see you putting that. I see Go ahead, Morgan. That. I would like to say that last year I got to play over Lunchbox. They didn't kick me out. So Why does that happen? Well, because they were like, oh, we need, they needed more females because he had to have males and females. Brian Latrell from Backstreet Boys? No idea who you know which is. one that is? No idea. Oh, he's okay. famous. Well, it looks like you're the most famous Brian person you're just about, except for Latrell. Jelly Roll. <laughs> it's basically huh. Jelly Roll and Lunchbox, and wow. then the rest. Wow. That's what Brian the commercial Lunch- should say. Yeah, and so much, so many and more. And so many more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is... Did you Google him? Yeah. Nothing? Uh, he, kind of, he kind of looks like a... Um, a Wahlberg guy. Mark Wahlberg? A little Don, bit. Donnie Wahlberg? Donnie Wahlberg. Maybe Mark. I think he looks more like Mark, right? <laughs> I don't know. He looks like a Wahlberg to me. We're doing this thing. I want to tell you guys because a lot of the stuff you can just go and put your name in there and hopefully win it. It's called iHeartRadio uh, Access Day. Now, what's cool is, one, you can get a bunch of deals on cool stuff, but we're also just giving away stuff. So you can get into, here's some of the stuff that I'd like to do. A flyaway to see Beck in Phoenix on tour. The winner gets to pick the tour stop. That's awesome. That would be awesome. Like for me, this is the ones I'm going to enter. A flyaway to Las Vegas to meet Ryan Seacrest at 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You want to do that one? Yeah. (laughs) Although he's really nice to me. You've worked with him. I shouldn't say that. I know. And and anytime I ask him or call him, he's a super cool call me back. But that would be hilarious. I'm like, all right, Ryan, here's the winner. (laughs) Nice show. Hey, man. Bobby? What's up? Unfortunately, I asked and we can't enter because I wanted to enter the George Strait one. There's a George Strait one? Yeah. I don't even see that one. Hmm. What do you do with George? Oh, I mean, right. Oh, it sounds dirty when you say stuff like that. <laughs> what, Scuba? It's part of the local Nashville Oh, ones. it's the local one? Yeah, Nashville. There's a local one. I think Ed Sheeran, George Strait, and somebody else. Wow. Got it. There Stable is thing. a flyaway to hang out with Dan Patrick and the Danettes in the Man Cave, which That's would be cool. fun. So anyway, go to iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. The big one for us is to come to this show. You come and you can hang out with us on the show. And lunch. Well, yeah, lunch will be here too. But also, lunch will take you to lunch. Food. Yeah, you and Lunchbox go to lunch. There'll be more than me. No, I think it'd be fine if it were just you. Nah, we've we've decided that's the bit. Nah, you may have decided that, and we'll record it the whole time. I didn't agree to that. Hilarious bit. Ugh. What if I pay you to do that? No, now, now we're, we're talking. talking. <laughs> <laughs> Step into my office. But you can call, you can have, <laughs> enter to win this. You can be a virtual guest on Amy's Four Things podcast. Again, you have to pay for this stuff. It's just going and enter and win. But there also are things too that you can hop in. It's iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. It's pretty cool. Let's take a second and talk about the Chrisleys. They're in jail. Mom and the dad's in jail. Talked about it a bit. He was a guest host on our show. I, I really enjoyed him while he was here. Todd yeah. Chrisley. Then all the stories came out about, okay, did they steal money? Did they? So Lunchbox, in just a nutshell, what did they do that put them in jail? Uh, they committed bank fraud. By? By taking loans, hiding money, not paying taxes, and, oh, we're out of money. We don't have any money. So then they default on those loans, and they declare bankruptcy, and it was all a big hide the money over here, hide the money over there. They were just defrauding people left and right. So they're in jail for a long time. Mom's up in Kentucky, dad's in Florida. Yeah, trying to get down there to see him. Seems you are. They, they ain't accepting that invitation though, sadly. <laughs> uh, so there's a story today that's about the guy that claims he was Todd Chrisley's gay lover. Yeah. Now, why did he come into play in the court case though? He's the one that went to the feds. He's the one he's that the said... He's oh, the he snitched on him. Yeah, because... Him and Todd had a relationship, and then they, I guess, ended it or whatever, and Todd threw him out of the office, and he became spiteful and vengeful and said, all right, you know what? This is allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Because they didn't go to jail for this part. Mm. And so he went and 
told the feds and he got immunity and said, here's everything. And that's how the case started. So now the story is, I'm going to have you explain this to me. Todd and Julie Chrisley slam his scorned gay lover as a liar, an explosive appeal, and claim an investigator had a dartboard with their dad's face on it as they desperately try to overturn their combined 19-year prison sentence. So what do you know about this? Their appeal is that this the gay lover made everything up, that he lied under oath, and none of it's true, that it was all very loosely based evidence and he didn't have like he just made up stuff to make himself look good weren't they both guilty though were they did they both get the guilty in the same courtroom same trial yes. i just am, now i fear this is like a loosely based evidence i could go to jail <laughs> like but but you don't know that's loosely based evidence that's, that's just what that's, that's what, what they're, they're saying, saying. That's what they're saying i know yeah. that's and okay. they're also saying the the uh district attorney or whatever he had a dartboard with his Chrisley's yeah. face on it like yeah, he was out to get him the investigator that's what it's called yeah. mm-hmm. and out to get him and was like I'm gonna nail this guy and would throw darts at his face I don't care about that because who cares I like a literal y- they can do that yeah you, right? there's nothing there's <laughs> nothing at all illegal about putting someone's face on uh, a dartboard but so they like, also said that they committed uh, like they would do searches without search warrants so some of the evidence that was in, in introduced now that in could course be trouble if true is inadmissible and so they are fighting that, saying, hey, they showed up at this warehouse without a search warrant, and they searched it and got documents. But Again, I don't know anything about it, but if that's the case, then that part should be looked at again. But it seems like if it went to trial and everything that was shared made the jury go, you go to jail – and no one called. That's bullcrap on sharing that during the trial. Mm-hmm. That's why they got new lawyers. They hired big law firm, and they're going uh-huh. at them. Uh-huh. What are they trying to protect? Them being innocent, or the image of like Chrisley having a gay lover? They probably just don't want to be in jail. I think the jail. Okay. Yeah. So, but because he denies, Todd Chrisley denies there was ever any like affair. There was no romance, anything, and even on his old podcast, why would the guy get so? I don't use the word scorned in my real life, but it's in the story. Mm. But then why would the guy be so scorned? And why would he admit a fake gay relationship? Right. Could it, could it, he was married, had kids, grandkids, so it could have cost him his marriage. And so the guy wasn't oh, wow. openly gay either. That's no, like, no. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, why would he do that? Why yeah, would that, he sacrifice that, his whole life? Yeah. You could them. just say we were friends and I know this stuff and I want to turn him in. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Okay. You want to know if I'm the judge? Which they should make me the judge of the world. They should call me occasionally whenever they're the world judge. Yeah. They call me in. You go, world judge, we have a we have a problem we'd like for you to solve without wasting a lot of taxpayer money. I say, cool, what's up? They say, you have this guy here. He says he was this guy's gay lover. How do we prove it? I say, roll it in. And they roll in a curtain, like at the doctor's office. And I say, okay, Todd Kressler, you're in a robe. Stand behind the curtain. Then I bring in my, my visual, who's going to take notes. Okay. I say, visual, go back behind the curtain with Todd Kressler, who's in a robe. Okay, and they go back there. I say, Todd Kressler, drop your robe. Talk Chrissy butt naked, right? Huh. I bring in the quote gay lover. All right, you stand on this side of the curtain. Describe his wiener. What? Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And describe his wiener. Describe his wiener. Now, if you can describe his wiener, then I believe you. Huh. If you can't describe his wiener, you're out of jail. How, how descriptive? Right. It got to be pretty descriptive because okay. most of them look like <laughs> They're pretty similar-ish. <laughs> but I would say describe his wiener. Huh. And if he can, because how would you know that unless... <laughs> You know, I mean that's funny and all, but how about like a birthmark, like something? I mean, how about that's too. That's a thing okay, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or how about just a text message? But cute. But that stuff can be made up. Oh, so, someone could you could put in someone's 
name as anything right, you get a text right. from them um. but that's been used in certain things too with people i think bill clinton you know when that was going on back in the day they could describe as wiener uh there are different instances they did that oh, yeah you're right so, they, yeah. They, you're right and they, they released it. all that it's in the like the we watched the uh, yeah the, docu- one person uh, here's a, an article <laughs> yeah. anna lee ashford actually drew a wiener during the impeachment scene of paula jones drawing bill clinton's penis so i guess paula jones drew it in real life and then the actress had to draw it acting so yeah. it, that's a thing that's so embarrassing I mean, how if you're on the jury and you're having the, like, yeah, it'd be tough for me not to laugh. And, yeah. and not exactly. only that, it's the it belongs to the president of the United States uh-huh. or Todd Chrisley. <laughs> yeah, but Todd Chrisley. Anything Chrisley, about uh, his? That, that's what I want to know. Like, show me what's up. Mm. All right, Chrisley, you naked? Yep. All right, scorn like a gay lover. Come in, and you have thirty seconds to describe his wiener. Go, and then I have a tick. And so is the is the wiener facing the? Uh, it's the jerk? visual person that's doing it. I'm, okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to look at it, but it's the other right, person. Right. It's behind the my curtain. visual person okay. that's going to go. Yep, that's a check there. Oh yeah, that, yep, they're on the. Yep. See, that's what. That's okay. it. Note: I will not be your visual person. <laughs> what? Oh, pay good it? though. What good. if it's like a very <laughs> normal, average one? That a well, lot then of if he said, well, have. you know, it's very normal and average. <laughs> okay. And what the, is that though? I don't. I'm just saying, like, what if he ends up? What if? <laughs> Hopefully, that, <laughs> I don't know. So okay, that's what I would do. And if he could do it, bam, guilty. Okay. Well, so is it too late to do that? Could they? You know, I don't and, know that they'll allow me to have that job. <laughs> I've applied for that judge of the world job a couple times. A world times. judge. <laughs> what do you think, Lunchbox? This is your opinion. This is not fact. But what is your opinion of the whole thing? Did Man, they, I think did they, they did it. I feel it. like they did it, too. I feel like they did it. I yeah. feel like there's just so much evidence. They went through a whole trial. They would have found something to find them innocent or not guilty, but they got nailed. I Any mean, not- little thing could cause a mistrial if it's presented it is proven to be a wrong or a lie or purposefully and it's not like they got like lie. three years and two yeah. years like they did a little bit they got 12 and 7 and if Ooh. you hit me again with the uh, people that are put in jail all the time because uh, accidentally for crimes it usually ain't rich white people it's people who don't have the means to to afford good attorneys mm-hmm. and fancy lawyers and fancy suits and delay so you're completely out of touch if you say that. You know, 5% of uh, conviction. No, it's people who don't have the means to represent themselves. It ain't rich white people from reality shows. Usually they're the ones that get off if they did do it. It yeah. ain't the opposite. So that's what's up. i do the wiener check. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that seems foolproof Bye to me. me. <laughs> the yeah. WC. Yeah. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from William Grove, Pennsylvania. A man walked into the Apple store and was like, man, I need to get two MacBook Pro laptops, an iPhone 14, and some accessories. Employee goes and gets it, and before he pays, he just runs out of the store. And he's like, oh, man, this is a second story. I can't make it to the escalator. I see security. So he tries to lower himself from the second floor down over the railing. Boom, falls, breaks his pelvis and his tailbone. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess my favorite part of the story is when he just asks for accessories. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all of your accessories. That's when they knew something was up. Yeah. yeah. So what, he just broke in on the floor? Oh, man. He falls and boom, and he tries to get up and run, and then he just lays back down. The video is incredible. Why? 
Dude, because A, what I don't like watching people fall and break stuff. Oh, Lunchbox loves that. I don't like it. Even if it's a criminal, I don't like watching people break their bones. Oh, yeah. I'll show an NFL game and someone will get injured and they'll be like, look at how his knee goes backward. Let's watch it slower. Now let's watch it again. And (laughs) here's a guy speaking Mandarin over it. And you're like, oh, you got to stop showing that. Oh, Oh, no. He he landed on his side. Oh, look at him. He gets up and runs. He's trying. He gets up. Here he goes. No, no, no. no, no. he's, uh, He's thinking about it. (laughs) <laughs> he fell back down. Oh, poor guy. You know he had to be like, dang it. <laughs> right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Hey, before we go, I do want to talk about something that happened here in the studio yesterday. I was not here, so I don't know the drama behind it. But what happened, Amy, between Lunchbox and Morgan? Oh. Well, they had to make a video, and it's something that honestly was 30 seconds. That's all they needed. Uh, it took was it one of, those dan- t- one of those dance videos? It's weird. No, no. It <laughs> was something for work they had to make. So there were certain requirements, but it's like Lunchbox couldn't get the website right. or And then she, Morgan said, Lunchbox, please take off your hoodie. We need to look professional. And then he refused to take off his hoodie. And they were just bickering at each other. Like real fight? Or like spill the tea fight. Oh, I think Morgan was definitely annoyed. And then honestly, Lunchbox seemed annoyed too. Like he, he they were both just irritated were with each here? other. Yeah, man. I was shooting the first 10 takes it and then was, I said I quit. Oh, and then Eddie left. Yeah. So I'm, then I'm Steve, Steve had to come this. in <laughs> and yeah. do it. And then I was like, hey guys, you want me to just hop in the video real quick to kind of like lighten the load? So I pop in. And it just to lighten the load well, I, of thirty seconds. <laughs> lighten it up. I don't know. It seemed like there was tension. So Scuba, I was just what happened in your opinion? I want to talk to them yet. They'll have different versions. Yeah. So it's for Access Day today. So that's why yeah. they shot it. And so I, I even noticed the tension. And more, I think what it was was Lunchbox was trying to nudge Morgan to like let's go and put some energy into it. And it started to make Morgan kind of perturbed and upset. And then it just became this like oil and water fire type <laughs> thing. Oh. Yeah, and then okay. I saw Amy. I was like, Amy, maybe we come in here and talk about four things. And then that's what helped save it. Was Amy. Let's go to Morgan. Morgan, what was the big fight about in the studio? Well, we needed to be professional for the video, and in true Lunchbox form, he was not acting professional. He was just being annoyed and acting very Lunchbox. What was professional? Why did you need to be more professional than normal? Because it was for the iHeartRadio official account, and he was sitting there thinking it was for the show account. It's not a Bobby Bone Show thing. No, I was like, this is for iHeartRadio. We just need, like, we can still have energy, we can still do that, but we just need to be a little bit more normal than your typical Lunchbox. (laughs) You're... Thoughts? Let's I go. disagree 100%. We are <laughs> advertising towards our listeners for a chance to come and be in the studio, the Bobby Bone Show studio. So some random person is not going to want to do this. Maybe. But, but I don't know what the requirements but, were passed down through iHeartRadio. Right. And so it was Morgan does. show and it was also promoting Nashville and a bunch of local mm. deals and Amy's. It was more than the show. It yeah, was like multiple deals. Like right. Dirk so do you want to get on there and be like, hi, guys. Come be in the Bobby Bone Show, no, and we can go to never, lunch. I, he she was said, being she, dramatic. No, you said don't show any personality. You got to be <laughs> I more. You said don't show any personality. No, no, I, I, I would think she would never that. say that. One hundred percent said it. Okay. Don't Ready, show any personality. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> I never what did she said say? that. She said tone it down yes, a little bit. Don't said, push me. Don't be like oh, and you know how he does sound effects. he's like, I don't. I'm making this up because I can't remember exactly what it was. But let's just say he's like, well, you get airfare. Oh no. <laughs> you know, I just right. a little he said, bit of both. He yes. said, you can eat lunch oh, yeah. with us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. And that makes people, it makes it fun. But Instead sound of the effects same- aren't for, when it's not visual. <laughs> but it's the same thing. As if you want to do the same boring one, you can, can imagine every TV show they do sound effects with the things that they say. All right, hey, good to see you. Mm, my, my eyes are yeah. sitting. And then Morgan yeah, brings up the lunch.
lunch. And Lunchbox is like, well, I'm not paying. I mean, you just have to like <laughs> Exactly. That's so that's funny. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of that. But it, right. It, it's probably not. No, not, not right. It's, <laughs> well. No, Morgan literally said, don't do that stuff. I did not the same joke day that. 15. I mean, they say, took, uh, like, there was like 15 takes. Oh, man. So that same joke, like, every time it's just coming No, no, no. Because Morgan was like, don't do that. So what, where's like, the video? Uh, we sent it to iHeart. We finally and got one good take. Scuba, did they love it? Yeah, they loved the last take. Hold on, hold on, Scuba. Yeah, they were pleased with the video. They did like it, yes. Okay, but what did they get? They got the very last take that we did. Yeah, which which was still still a little bit of Lunchbox doing the nom 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 nom. Exactly! Wait, stop yelling. You have to stop yelling. This is why you go last, because you're so much louder than everybody else. Go ahead. But it was a little more toned down, and again, Amy saved it by coming in and kind of being just that warm voice and added more to it. So so there was basically a a video compromise. Also, Morgan was upset with my outfit. You want to know when she told me I was going to shoot a video? Halfway through the show. Like, well, she I think she just hey. wanted you to take the hoodie off and wear a t-shirt. Uh, you didn't. It was, like a, it was like a high school football shirt. It's like a spring break shirt. Like a free shirt that well, I got from a high school. What's the difference in the hoodie? <laughs> well, the hoodie was nicer than I my t-shirt. I didn't know what was underneath. Yeah. I thought it might okay. be a little bit better. Anyway, well, you guys. <laughs> Sounds like I was right. Is, are these stuff bits? No, no. No, it's real This life. crap happens up here. Uh, it is access day. So, I mean, you can win a trip to Nashville to hang with. Oh, my God. Do you want to hang with us? Hold on. Hey, do you want sound effects? Bobby, don't do it with personality. Morgan doesn't like that. They said she did not say don't use personality. You have yeah. witnesses that say she did not he say that. He just keeps taking it very yes. dramatic. He does. Uh, airfare, hotel, studio tour, and lunch with some of us. But Lunchbox is not paying. Correct. <laughs> now, that's funny. Thank you. I like that part. I, sound effects, no, you don't need sound effects in a video. To enter and get official rules to this, go to bobbybones.com. It's Access Day. There's a lot of stuff happening <laughs> all over the country with our wonderful company, iHeartRadio, giving you lots of deals. But bobbybones.com, you could get that trip here with us. That's it. Thank you. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. We got a big show. Lainey Wilson in tomorrow. Um, the woman who died, right, is going to be on tomorrow. She died She died three times. Oh, yeah. Times to have met Jesus and oh. other people. Wow. She's going to be, be amazing. Is it? Yeah. I want to yeah. hear those stories. Uh, okay. We'll do that tomorrow as well. We'll see you guys. Bye. The Bobby Bone Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.